Welcome to another epic episode of Kazi's Audio Experience. This is the podcast where we're not only going to sharpen our technical skills, but we will learn how to become profitable as filmmakers. And guys, it will mean the world to me if you leave a five-star review and subscribe to this channel for more awesome content. Let's get into it. Today's topic is how to cope with failures. It could be major failures, minor failures. How do you deal with a big fat L? Okay, so that's what we're going to be talking about. The whole thing is going to be based on my own experiences because as always, you all know, I only like to share stuff that has happened to me. So when I give you a solution, it's real. It's not just something me regurgitating, um, something I read online, and I'm just like basically passing on that information. You can go to Gary Vee's channel and get that yourself. So here, you're gonna be getting what's happened to me, how did I deal with it, and uh, hopefully it's gonna help people. Just grab a notepad. Um, I would love for you guys to take some notes and ex execute, 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 okay? Learn and apply, that's the message, that's the name of the game. So. Let's jump in. I'm gonna start off by saying that. So when I read a book or listen to a podcast, uh, say it like this, like listen to a live, I don't take every single thing that's said, you know, as it's a God, you know, word from God. Like I don't just literally take everything verbatim and then regurgitate it, right? Because I feel like that is one of the things that we see online a lot, like where people just hear something from Gary Vee and then just say it in their caption, word for word. And that's why it kind of falls flat because I can just go to Gary Vee's page and hear it, you know, from the horse's mouth, as they say. So that's not the point. That's not what I like to do. So what I do instead is I will read a book. I will take one to two uh, key concepts that relates to me and then I will implement them as an extremist to the point where it will start as like an unnatural thing and then it will become natural, become part of my lifestyle. It will be mundane, okay, for me. And that's how I implement those things and then I'll move on to the next book or ne next podcast and what can I take now from that and then incorporate that and keep enhancing my life over time. It's no different than you watching a new video on YouTube, you know, learning something from me uh, when it comes to color grading and every single time you just chip away at it, right? Like you just take a little bit. I feel like a lot of people do that with their careers but they don't necessarily do that among themselves, right? Like we don't really look inside and see what's wrong with us and how should we fix it or troubleshoot it. So recently I read this book called The Gap and the Gain. This book is written by Benjamin Hardy and Dan Sullivan. And uh, basically the premise of the book is that you can either be in the gap or you could be in the gain, but you cannot be in both at the same time. So the gap is basically you feeling down on yourself, something bad has happened to you, you're feeling like a victim, you're in a negative headspace. The gain is where you are in control, you are in charge, regardless of your circumstances, you will always look at the silver lining and move on, okay? You will have a positive outlook. So easier said than done, right? Um, now, I wanna share some of my personal experiences and tell you how I dealt with them. And again, I'm gonna try to be very transparent, okay? I'm just sharing things with you so hopefully, um, you know, it resonates. So let's start with the first one. About three years ago, I was killing it. Killing the game as a freelancer, making more money than I ever had, you know, and just doing really good work. Absolutely destroying the competition. And I was getting to a point where 
I was working with this one major client. So this one main client, I had a lot of friends there. Um, I'm not going to disclose any names, obviously, but this one major client basically was giving me so much work that I started saying no to all my other smaller clients. And I got to a point where I realized before, or, or actually I realized after it was too late that I had cornered myself. The whole point of freelancing or running your own business is that you never want to rely on one client because then it's sort of like having a full-time job. If that client drops, you're done, right? You have to find new clients. So the whole idea as a freelancer is that I'm going to have a bunch of little clients. So then if one drops, I have these other seven to, to pick up the tab, right? That's the whole mindset. I just pretty much got too comfortable with this one client, put all my eggs in that one basket, and then one day cold turkey, like no work. Like all of a sudden it's just like, boom, like they're done. Like they're taking everything in house. And I'm like, what do you mean? And then I was really good friends with the, with the director of um, operations there. So like we had a, a lunch and I said, come on, man, like you cannot like do that to me. Like I have bills, I have a family to feed. Like I have these responsibilities. You cannot just drop me. And it was just like, nope. That's the new policy. And then the, the beautiful thing about the corporate world is that, you know, you would think that somebody is your brother and somebody is your homie and you guys are best friends. And then all of a sudden when, you know, the, when they try to incorporate new policy, all of a sudden they don't know you. Like, I mean, you all have probably felt that. And that's why I have such a huge chip on my shoulder when I talk about the corporate world. And it was just like that. It's like, boom, like, you know, hey, yeah, yeah fend for yourself. So I swear to God, I swear to you, that moment felt like somebody just beat the crap out of me and I need to call an ambulance and I, I can't breathe. Um, and I'm saying this because I wasn't living on my own. I wasn't just a bachelor. I have a family. I have a son. Like, I have given them a certain lifestyle. I don't want to take away from them. Like, I don't want to take that. If it was just me, I would move back with my parents and everything would have been fine. But uh, it, it's a high stake moment. So what do I do in that moment? So it for like about a week, week and a half, I was just blinded by the this thing has happened to me. Poor me. The world is out there to get me. What the hell is going to happen? I'm ruined. OK, so that. I was in that space for about a week until my brother, my little brother came over, hung out with me and pumped me up on like, hey, you, how many months of you know expenses are you covered for? And I'm like, you know, a couple of months, but that's about it. And he's like, dude, you're better than most. You should really start focusing on your social media game and, and try to share the wealth, like share what you know, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, be stay positive. And uh, I want to give him 100% of the credit. Like that was the birth of Cause Nation. That was the birth of the Cause Man brand. And I just pretty much took that and I'm like, done. Like I'm, I'm, I have a lot of energy here. Right now is just being wasted to nothing. All right, all right. I'm just going to put my head together and start, you know, sharing my experience and what I know and see what happens. And then the rest is history, right? Like all of you guys are here listening to this. We've built a really beautiful community, positive people. And we're basically you know, discarding all the negative things that happen in our industry. That's what we're trying to create in this uh, in this community. And I feel like it. So the failure turned into one of the biggest successes of my life. So that's my takeaway from that story for you guys is this. All right. It's natural to grieve. All right. When something bad happens, it's OK to like let it hit you, but put a time limit on it, because if you don't, it's going to swept you away like you're done, like you're going to be in that space for the rest of your life.
All right. I want to share another story with you. And that one is very, very recent. So I'm working on a gig uh, for a major client, um, golf company. And, um, uh, you know, I'm working on this ad and they asked me to do a look to make it look like Justice League. And you guys know that that's a very push look. And I'm talking about uh, the new Justice League, uh, Zack Snyder's Justice League. It's graded by Stefan, who's one of my favorite colorists, and he is the um, founder of Company 3, right? So, like, he did 300, he did Transformers. I mean, this guy is a trendsetter. He creates a look, and then everybody's like, let's create these looks for the next seven years. So, this guy is epic. So it was an epic look. I sent it to them. They absolutely loved it. The director was losing his shit. He's like, dude, this is amazing. Like, you absolutely killed it like this is really good so it's our timeline is super tight when you're working on commercials the timelines are unreal all right so the timeline is uh submit this by noon all right because then it's got to go to legal and everything needs to get approved blah 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 i woke up at 5 30 a.m got to work at 6 a.m i'm working on this i'm getting pretty close to being done with the look and now i have to go back and do power windows and clean everything up and it's around 9.45-ish, okay? We're creating a really nice, steely, push look, but the information is there, the shadows are there, and it's very clean, and it's just, it's amazing, right? Like, it's push, but it's, it just holds up. So I create this, and then, I swear to God, I don't know if you guys have ever experienced it, this must be a Resolve 17.4 bug, but I am wide awake, two cups of coffee in, grading, and... I hit one button and instead of like saving a still, I apply a grade and there was nothing on my still. And it basically applied nothing because there's nothing in my gallery still. So it applied the nothing grade to my actual graded footage and it removed my grade. And I hit command Z and it never went back. My grade was gone from that one clip, which I said, no, no problem. Like I have these other clips. I can just apply the look from that. I go to my other clips, everything is gone. Like the entire grade is gone. And I'm talking like most of my grade is built in the group clip, not on the on the actual, you know, clip uh, area. So I'm like, OK, about 65 percent of my work is gone, like gone. And I'm just like, wait, what just happened? I'm hitting command Z on every clip. Nothing is coming back. And I'm like, Hol hold on. This is a resolve 17.4 bug. Not a big deal. I quit out of resolve. I log back in and I'm like, everything is going to be fine. I log back in. Everything is gone. And I'm like. Okay, just breathe. It's okay. I'm going to restart my computer. Everything is going to be fine. I restart my computer. I go back into Resolve. I open it up. It is gone. And I'm like, calm down. You still have your project backups. Go into your project backups. Pull up like, you know, from the last like, you know, 18 versions that I have. And I start going through like seven of those 18 versions. Gone. Everything is gone. And I'm like, okay, like, just calm down. What are my options right now? So normally the options, you know, would be to pick up the phone, tell the client what just happened. You need more time, blah, blah, blah. It's 9.55 a.m. right now. This needs to be locked in, exported by 12 uh, p.m. They need to have it by 12 p.m. And I just go breathe like, OK, I'm like, here's the thing. It. I've already created the look. This is no different than doing tutorials for my freaking Cosnation. I do it a couple of times until I like really nail every single concept and then I re-record. So anytime you see my tutorials, they're not one and done. I will 
throw something together, then I'll perfect that concept and I'll do it again. And then I'll finally hit record and record it and just make sure that it's good. Sometimes I'll record a tutorial for you guys. And my when I was practicing and the look that I created was better than my actual final tutorial. So then I'll re-record to make sure that this is good for public. Like that is what's gonna give people the most amount of information. So here, I took that experience and brought it in and I said, it's 9.45, this needs to go out by 12 p.m. I've already created the look. I already know how to get there. Let's look at this as an opportunity to like start a you know stopwatch. How fast can I get it done? And how much better will it be? Because this is gonna be my second time around. Also, I'm like, I forgot to run my camera as a time-lapse to shoot a time-lapse of this thing because you guys see it in my reels on Instagram, I post uh, these time-lapses. So I'm like, I forgot to do it. I'm gonna use this opportunity to shoot a time-lapse as well. So I took, you know, the, the lemons that I was given and I turned it into a lemonade, right? So like I looked at the silver lining and I went at it and uh, we ended up with a great look. It was done before 12. I uploaded everything. The client had it by 12 o'clock. And then I told the director what had happened. And he's like, holy hell, bro. Like, what the hell? He didn't even understand how that can happen and resolve. And I'm like, yeah, I'm just letting you know if you're using Resolve 17.4, if something like this happens, it's just a bug. It's a bug. It's something that is happening right now. So my key takeaway from this is you guys need to have that attitude of, uh, of like, if I did it once, I can do it again and I can do it better, okay? So that's the key, key takeaway from this story. Now I wanna share my last story with you guys, which has nothing to do with color grading. I recently took my car in, um, my, my BMW. I took it in for a wrap. Like I want this baby blue color. It's one of my favorite colors, you know? So I'm just like, hey, this is what I want. And the guy goes, and, and he, he, he was a homie. I don't wanna say he is a homie, he was a homie because the, there is no happy ending to this story. So I took my car into him and I'm just like, hey, I want to wrap and uh, want it wrapped. And he's like, all right, got it, I'll do it. He's like, hey, uh, what about we throw X-pipes um, on your car because the new BMWs are like really quiet. They're V8 and they don't sound all burbly and loud. So he's like, we'll throw an X-pipe, take out the resonator. It's gonna make it, you know, uh, much more, you know, burbly and, and aggressive, like the V8 is gonna come out and like it's gonna sound really good. And I'm like, all right, I'm about it. Like, let's do it. I pick up my car. The rap looks amazing. I absolutely hate the way it was sounding and rumbling and vibrating. And it felt like I was driving a huge like Ford F350 or something. It was just crazy. So I called him up. I'm like, dude, I love the rap. I absolutely hate um, the, the X-Pipe. I'm bringing this car back to you. Can we put it to stock? And he's like, yes, we can put it to stock. I'm like, all right, so what's the ultimate damage uh, after we put it to stock? He's like, nothing. It's gonna be exactly like how you gave it to me. And I'm like, perfect, I'm bringing it back. Uh, dropped off the car. He put it back to stock, put the resonator back on, and I drive it off and it still sounds terrible. And it, it feels terrible. It just feels like I'm driving a 1970s truck. And I'm like, what is going on? Something is not right. Like this is not how this car was. Uh, so I took it to BMW, Irvine, and they look at it and they go, they send me a video of the exhaust system. And it's like some child just took a hammer to it. Like somebody who doesn't know what they're doing. It's absolutely ruined. There are like, there are 17 different leaks. Um, you know, there are hammer, hammer marks in the resonator. Like somebody just had their freaking fun with it. It's gone, it's done. So I take that video, I send it to my guy and I go, hey, 
you know, this has happened and you know, I brought my car, you know, the exhaust system was perfect, untouched. This is what, what happened. And BMW said that it's going to be $7,000. So uh, you have to pick up the cost. Uh, I, get, I br brought you a perfect car. You did this and uh, I'm not, you know, blaming any blames, but this is what happened from your shop. Uh, it was perfect before. So you're going to pick up the cost, but I asked it, you know, uh, much more politely than how I'm explaining it to you, at which, to which he goes, I can't do that. Uh, I can fix it for you, but I can't do that. And I'm like, I don't trust you to fix it. You know, you ruined it. I don't want to bring my car back to you. Uh, I'm going to take it somewhere where uh, somewhere else and get it fixed. And I'm not, there's no way in hell I'm paying $7,000 out of my pocket, right? And he's like, I can't help you with anything. And in that moment, I stopped myself again. And I thought about like, you know, the whole gap and the gain exercise. And I'm like, stop it. Like I was working out in the morning. I, I heard that terrible news at like 8.30 a.m. And I'm at the gym and I go, let's stop myself for a second. And I said, you know, think about how fortunate you are to be in a situation where even something as miserable and as horrible as this, where you have to pay seven grand for something you did not do, but you're in a position where you can do that and it won't affect your livelihood or your family's livelihood. So that was my silver lining in that moment. I'm like, let's not worry about this, lose your hair over it, lose your sleep over it, and then fight with your freaking wife because you're pissed off. Like, let's just think about it, think about your blessings, and it is what it is, all right? And then I just take my car to the shop that I usually go to, which is not BMW, another shop, and I take it to them, I trust these guys a lot, and I just take my car to them and I'm like, hey, here's a quote from BMW. Can you guys do any better? And uh, my dude look at, you know, looks at the car and he goes, hey, you don't need the rear part of that muffler. You just need the front portion of it and BMW sells it as segments. So we can just order that and the whole thing is going to be done uh, under 2400 bucks. So my takeaway from that story was that God rewarded me with that like surprise, like where the cost went from seven grand to 2,400 bucks only because I was staying in the game, I was being patient and I was counting my blessings instead of just crying and feeling like a victim. Now, some of you might be listening to this and going, but it's still 2,500 bucks, bro. Like you're still 2,500 bucks out. I understand that, but still third of the cost of like what I was initially going to pay uh, for this repair. So. The takeaway, like I said, from this story is that, you know, do not forget to count your blessings because I feel like when we are cornered, we only look at the worst things and we forget about like all the things that we are blessed with. Okay, so let's do a quick recap. When you feel like you are like just everything horrible is happening to you. What I would need you to do, what I'm still learning to do, by the way, none of these, it's not like I, I have full command over any of these things. I'm sharing these stories and they're recent stories because I struggle with this all day, every day. So I am not perfect in any shape or form. I'm just sharing, um, you know, the things that happened to me and how I experienced them and, and deal with them. Okay, so my takeaway is that when you just think that the world is out there to get you and you are just beaten down, I want you to just go into bird's eye view of your life and look at it from above and see what you will realize is that the, the failure is just one portion of this like entire being that you are and like all the blessings that you're surrounded by. And when you look at it from that like bird's eye view, it puts everything into perspective and you can just learn to calm yourself down and just move on, okay? Another thing that I'm gonna say is that 
Call yourself out when you're in the gap. I've been doing that a lot. Like I said, when I learn something new, I implement it to a point where it's unnatural and then it becomes natural, okay? So I share this concept with people that are close to you so they're in on it. What's the gap, what's the gain? And then tell them to hold you accountable, all right? So now anytime I'm in the gap, my wife pulls me out of it. She says, she just calls out. All she says is like, you're in the gap. And then that's enough for me to just go, all right, dude, stop. Like, now let's find the silver lining and move on. Be positive about it, okay? And another thing that I wanna say is that it's okay to feel sorry for yourself, but make sure it's temporary. Pick yourself up, dust off, and push through. That's it, that's it. Like, nobody's gonna, you know, be there for you. People can be there for you, good for you, if you have that support. But build that support within yourself so you don't rely on anyone. And then if anyone is there for you, that's a cherry on top. <laughs> Dalen is like, you're better than me. I would be fighting. No, so here's the thing, dude. Like, I'm not all that great, right? So uh, my first instinct is always like, like, just fight, fight. Like, that's my initial instinct. I'm fighting really hard against it, right? Like, I don't want to be that guy because I, I just, that's my default. Like, the first thing is, like, pick up the phone and just put people in their place and be like, no, you're going to do it. I'm going to send lawyers up your ass. Like, I'm going to get that money. Like, that's my money. You owe me that money, bitch. Like, where's my money? Like, I'm going to get that. But I'm just working really hard to just be like, let's just calm down, look at it from the other perspective, see what happens. And then, like I said, like, the whole thing going from seven grand to 2,400 bucks for me was that thing like, all right, God gave me that reward. So that's like a clear sign of just like, hey, keep doing your thing, buddy. Like, you know, I'll, I'll, I got your back, basically. So somebody else says that they had a similar experience with Resolve. I don't know what the hell is going on, but they really need to get on top of it. Bart said, like, at the end of it, I'm sure you did a better look. And yes, so see, that's the thing, right? Because I had already done it once. The second time around, um, I already knew the little tiny things that I wanted to fix, so I corrected those and it ended up being like a much better look. And the results that I shared with you guys, that's from the final, final look, not the look that got destroyed. So much love here. I really appreciate you guys. I mean, it's just like going through these comments. This, this doesn't ever get old. Um, and, and please keep that energy up, keep that positive mindset, you know, going. Uh, because at the end of the day, like, uh, I think it's much more than just rah-rah. Um, you know, learning new skills is great. And, and I think hard skills are epic, but at the same time, being a better human being, being a good person, being level-headed and um, staying focused because all that stuff is gonna come in handy and help you, right? Like, again, if I don't have a, a healthy mental hygiene and when stuff like that happen in Resolve and I lose my shit, um, I will just go into freaking depression, right? Like I'll call the client and be like, it can't be done. Uh, I'll, I'll do it tomorrow. I need time. And then I'll walk away or I'll, I'll just distract myself, watch something on Netflix. But instead, uh, years of education and just learning and working on myself got to me a point, you know, to, to the point where I was just like, okay, let's look at it methodically, what needs to be done. And then it got done. Right. So I just feel like it doesn't happen overnight. Right. Like, I mean, it's always brick by brick. That's the process. So, so learn to love the process. Um, I always talked. I used to talk about it a lot more. I should be talking about it, um, you know, the same amount now, which is uh, systems and processes. If you have my course, FCM, you will hear me say that systems and processes over and over again. And I just live by it. I live by it like I thrive in knowingness. 
I'm gonna wake up at this time, I'm gonna turn on my coffee pot, I'm gonna make some oatmeal, eat some eggs, and watch my soccer highlights, uh, get myself in the right, you know, headspace, hit the gym, listen to my audiobooks, I'm pumped, I'm ready to go. I can take on anything, right? So like, I mean, just find whatever it is for you uh, that gets you going and keeps you in that, you know, mental space and uh, don't let go of it because it always starts with like one thing. You just go, okay, it's okay if I don't do this today. You don't do it today, you don't do it for three more days and the next thing you know, you don't do it at all. Uh, so, so hold on to your good habits. All right, so I'm gonna take uh, this one question, uh, color grading question, uh, and the person is saying, how can I install Rec. 709 to my monitor? So you don't install Rec. 709. Rec. 709 is basically sRGB, which every single monitor um, is sRGB uh, compliant. So, I mean, it could be literally a $200 monitor, and it should give you a pretty good sRGB. It should cover the sRGB gamut. And that said, you don't need to install anything specific. Uh, you just make sure that in your picture settings, it's set to sRGB and then you should be good. It's not set to like Adobe RGB or something like that. It's a much wider color space and it's used for like photos, like photography or something like that. Um, but you wanna stay in like the sRGB space, especially if you're gonna be uploading something online. Derek just asked, when are you gonna drop a LUT pack? So here's the thing, right? I'm working, uh, it's a lie to say I'm working on it, but it's the truth to say that I just finished a rough concept of what my next advanced master class is gonna be about. And it's very exciting um, because it's gonna be so different than the traditional master classes out there. And it's going to be a complementary thing to FCM. So it's sort of like, you know, if you think that you're a beginner, then you should take FCM first before you get to this master class. But without saying anything about, you know, like disclosing all the cool stuff about this master class, I will say that you will be getting a lot of those looks that I'm talking about, even like this ad that I, I talked about, um, you might be getting these sort of looks um, either as power grades or LUTs in that course. So I don't think, you know, I will ever, ever be like, I, I will not say never, but I don't think in the near future I will be selling LUTs or power grades, but I do see myself sandwiching it in and, and uh, putting them into my courses. So then if you get my course, uh, because I don't wanna just like give you something, cause I feel like a lot of people will get it. Like even when I was starting out as a colorist, I would just buy all these freaking LUTs and then don't know how to use it. So I will never use them, right? Cause I would throw them on and everything looks horrible and I'm, I'll be like, all right, I'm done. But when you get it in my course, you will be taken through the entire thing, right? Why I used it, how I built it, uh, how can it be used, and uh, the whole context behind what it is, uh, the madness to that, you know, or the method to that madness, and then here is the power grade or the LUT, now go go ham, you know? And you will have the idea to like how it should be used uh, in a proper context. So that's what I mean. Like, I mean, I think the two things uh, usually are disconnected. It's just like, go buy my LUTs, compared to like how I wanna do it, and I feel like it's just gonna be so much more effective. No, I haven't watched uh, Ozark season four yet, but um, um, because here's the thing. I started watching Ozark, love the look, love the show, um, absolutely love Jason Bateman. I was like super hooked until episode three or four when they bring in this girl uh, that's supposed to be like a freaking big deal in that entire show. She even won some Emmys and stuff, but 
I it just didn't hit it off with me. Like I didn't like her. I didn't like her character. I didn't like her performance, and it kind of threw me off. Like so, episode three or four, I was just kind of like, man, like what is this? Like I. I was like, okay, there's going to be a lot of her in this show. And I thought the show was more about Jason Bateman and like what's going on over there. But now she's going to be heavily involved in this entire thing. And I'm like, I'm just kind of out. So like I stopped watching it. But every time um, I, I see a trailer, you know, for the new season, I get pumped because I know the intensity and, and the crime thriller that it is. It's my genre. So I feel like if I watch it, I'm going to love it. And then the look backs it up. Um, but hopefully one of these days I'll I'll give it a uh, give it a shot. What is the latest movie you watched on Netflix? I watched I don't watch a lot of movies, but I recently watched Arcane, which is an animation and is just epic. Like it's just fabulous. It, the it's animation, so I understand like you know you can just basically fill in colors, you can do whatever you want, but they still created something really beautiful, and just the story was insane. Uh, I highly recommend it, and I think it's part of League of Legends, which is a really huge online RPG game. And then I watched Watchmen on HBO Max, and I feel like uh, it started off like kind of iffy. I wasn't getting into it for like up to episode three or four, and then I started just getting into it because I was sort of invested. Um, overall, I give it, give it about a seven, uh, you know, out of ten. But I feel like. The way it was done, the look, and all of that was really good. Um, I must say, though, HBO is the only streaming service that is struggling the most when it comes to putting out content without artifacting. So you go watch stuff on Netflix. You go watch stuff. So Netflix being the best, Amazon Prime being the second when it comes to quality control. There is a little bit of artifacting on Amazon Prime. Netflix is really, really good. Uh, barely any artifacting. Almost feels like you're watching a Blu-ray. And then Hulu is good. Um, Hulu might be as good or better than Amazon Prime. And then I feel like HBO Max is just trash. Like just straight up trash. Like just go to Game of Thrones, watch any, any episode, and you will see nothing but huge blocks, 8-bit blocks everywhere on the screen. And then you throw a Blu-ray of a Game of Thrones and all of a sudden like, what am I watching? It's a brand new show. I can see everything. I want to watch the whole thing from the start. Uh, I got the season eight on Blu-ray. And the reason why it was such a big deal and everybody was complaining about season eight and especially episode three, the, the fight scene at night, um, everybody hated that episode because people couldn't see anything. And that's because the HBO Max compression, like HBO compression is the worst in the game. Um, when you watch that episode in Blu-ray, it's one of the most artistic, beautiful things you've seen in life. Um, so... Yeah, I think they need to step up their game. All right, so let me take this question too. Bearded Aperture says, I've been practicing from uh, for some time. I don't know how to get work as a colorist. So honestly, I would just say you're on the right platform. So what you need to do is start hitting up people um, on Instagram, uh, cinematographers, right? So like follow hashtag cinematographer, cinematography, uh, cinematographer life or cinematography life, like uh, follow all those hashtags and then just go through and find the stuff that you like, hit up those people and say, here, you know, is my work and I'm a colorist. I just want to, I want to do more work. So I'm hungry. I'm available. If you got anything for me, send it through. I will do the first one on the house. And, um, you know, if you like my work, you can hire me. 
um, and I would love to like start a relationship with you and uh, I admire your work, blah, 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 blah. Be authentic. Like tell them why do you like their work? Like say three authentic things about the things that I like about their work and why you want to work with them. And uh, you'll be surprised. They'll, they'll hit you up. I mean, uh, it's really hard for people to turn down free work, okay? And especially if they like what they see. So don't come off desperate. Uh, come, up, come off genuine and uh, just tell them that, hey, you are here to offer value and uh, leave the ball in their court and see what happens. All right, so Amir Hossein asked, can I still color grade with FCP or uh, must be using DaVinci Resolve? I mean, I'm going to say Resolve is the tool of the trait when it comes to color grading, right? It's the finishing tool, like Luster is a finishing tool, like Base Light is a finishing tool. Um, so I would say there's absolutely nothing wrong with FCP 10 for what it offers. There's nothing wrong with Premiere Pro for what it offers. The problem is that there's a big disconnect between the people that know what they're doing and then the marketing team. So the marketing team's job is that we want people on our platform. We don't want them to be using DaVinci. We don't want them to be using Baselight. And then they also know nothing about color grading. They don't know anything about technical stuff. But they're good with words. They're good with selling. So they will just jack up like everything, like whatever you can do in Resolve, you can do five times better in Premiere Pro. And it's so easy. Like you can just click on the screen and do all these things and done. It's cute. Anybody who has graded a project, you know there is a pipeline. There's a workflow that you have to follow. There is an entire like process that builds that like entire chain where everything is smooth and seamless and you graded something in SDR and tomorrow somebody asks you for a different trim, they want a DCI-P3 or they want HDR and you can go back and you can do that. You can't do that in FCP 10. You cannot do that in Premiere Pro. So the answer is no when it comes to color grading. Uh, the answer is absolutely yes when it comes to editing. You can use any tool you want. Euphoria is amazing. So Marvin is saying Euphoria is amazing. So here's the thing, right? Euphoria's look is gorgeous uh, because it's done by Tom Poole. I arguably, I say he is probably one of the best colorists out there in the game, if not the best, but I will say he is, he, he is. For me, like just looking at his work, uh, I'm just like, all right, something special is happening there. It's more than what you can do just in Resolve, um, the tools that are present to you. There's something that's happening that is just that, that next level. Like when I see his skin tones and yet there's so much color and there's so much, everything is just done right. Um, and everything has been done right. Like even if you go as far back to his earlier movies like Drive, which came out in 2011, um, it's still just, it holds up. It's as good as anything that you can see today. Um, and I just feel like he does it in a, in a very tasteful way. Yeah, so I mean, Euphoria looks phenomenal. Um, the only problem is that the subject matter it's just too dark for me. Like that kind of stuff or or uh, what's the other show? 13 Reasons Why. Like those kind of shows are like very, very hard for me to watch. Like that topic, like I can watch Saw, like the, the Saw movies or gory stuff all day long, twice on Sundays. I don't care. But these sort of like subject matters are just too strong. Like I can't do that. Like I just have to stop. So I watched the first episode, speaking of the devil, what's up, Tom? Um, I watched the first episode of Euphoria. My wife wanted me to watch it because uh, my wife and my son, they were like, it looks so amazing. You must watch it. Anytime we watch Euphoria, we think of you and you got to do 10 different looks from Euphoria. And I'm like, 
I, I love it. I love the way it looks. Let's watch it. So finally, I, I, t I give in, gave in and I told my wife, I'm like, let's put it on. Let's check it out. And I watched the first episode and I'm just like this, right? My jaw just dropped. Like I'm watching it like this and I'm like, this is better than most of the movies that are out there. Like, holy hell, like this looks so gorgeous and I'm not surprised. Uh, but I finished watching it and uh, my wife looks at me and, you know, like the, the, the 14 second timer, you know, until it goes to the next episode. And my wife is like, so what do you think? And I just pause it and I'm like, stop it. Like, let's come out of it. So I, we hit menu and she's like, what's going on? And I'm like, I'm like, I love the look of it. I love the direction of it. But the the subject matter, the what it's about, I'm like, it's just too dark. It's way too dark for me. Like it it, it just... I don't know. It just puts me in the wrong headspace. I'm like, for that reason, I can't, I don't think I can watch it. Like, I don't think that's my cup of tea for that reason. But I'm like, holy hell, in terms of like how it looks and how it was shot and the direction, it's it's just next level. And then after afterwards, we just like put on Breaking Bad. Like one of our favorite things to do is just like rewatching the same stuff. So we put on Breaking Bad. Oh my God, like I don't want to take a shot at anyone, but Jesus, like I genuinely think that Breaking Bad was not even graded. It was just color corrected by the assistant editor in Avid Media Composer. Like, I'm sorry, if somebody from Breaking Bad team is watching or gets to hear this and they want to hate me forever, I'm sorry. But you look at Euphoria and then in contrast, you watch Breaking Bad Oh my God, man, like we were laughing so hard. It's so bad, it's so bad. But then the story is just like so funny and so good that you're like, all right, I'll look past that because it's just a legendary show. All right, so this is a FCM fam. Uh, my dude is saying to Tosh, he's saying like, hey, finished your course, uh, participating in your competitions, po like, you know, swimming in your Kool-Aid, I'm posting every day, I'm doing all the things, but like, you know, uh, not a lot of work is coming my way. And to that, I will say, uh, Tatash, just keep going, man. Like, that's all you can do, right? I mean, sometimes you will not know the rhyme or reason for certain things, all right? I can go and make a post on my Instagram and it will get 800 likes and I have 370,000 followers. So how is that possible? How is that math? I don't know. That's just the way it is. Sometimes you'll take an L. Sometimes you're going to take the biggest W, right? So like, I mean, you, all you can do is just give your best. And it's the same thing with YouTube videos. It's the same thing with real life. I just, again, I'm not going to disclose any information. Just graded a music video a couple of days ago. Looks amazing. Like, and, and I was given zero direction. So like I asked, I kept asking the team. I'm like, guys, give me something. Give me something, a reference, like something. Like make it look like Fight Club. Make it look like, I don't know, this rom-com movie. Give me something to go off of, you know, so we can have a ballpark. It doesn't need to be like, hey, just take this look and make it exactly that. No, but it starts a really healthy conversation. Like if I just tell you guys, I'm looking for, um, uh, you know, Walter Mitty look. That's a good start. And then I go, but I don't like how cool the highlights were. Let's make the highlights a little bit warmer. Let's do this and that and the other thing. But you get the picture. Like I still want that contrast and those things. So I feel like it's important to have that, right? Uh, to, to make it black and white. I was not given any direction. So then in the group, I say, guys, I'm going to do my thing. I'm going to make it look pretty and I'm going to make it look fun. And uh, uh, 
um, you know, I'll do my best. And I understand the, the context because I can understand the language that the song was in. So I'm like, I'll watch it through and I'll know exactly what's happening. So then I'll break it down like the grade according to that. So it actually enhances the story. So, you know, uh, not my first rodeo. I got this. I grade it. They, again, never gave me anything. I absolutely killed it. Like, it looks beautiful. I'm just, I'm not tooting my own horn. Like, it looked really good. I showed it to my wife and she's like, holy hell, like, this is amazing from start to finish. Like, what, you know, I had and what I turned it into. So I send it through to them. The DP absolutely hates it. Like, he's just like, this is not what I want. Like, blah, 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 blah. I wanted, like, you know, call me by my name and, like, all that shit. And I'm like, why didn't you say it? Like, why didn't you say it? Like, I kept asking you. Like, why didn't you give me that? Like, when we were getting into it. And he's like, oh, you know, like, I, I wanted to jump on a call, you know, the day that you were grading. I'm like, dude, the time difference. You, you wanted to jump on a call at 1 p.m. I was already more than halfway through the grade. I was turning in. I turned in the video at 5 p.m. that day. So it's like, that is too late, man. That's not even 11th hour. That's freaking, you know, four hours after the midnight. Like, you know, we're past that. So you, this is what you got, you know. And now they're asking for a complete regrade. So going back to that point, Tatash, what I'm trying to say is that you can't win them all. It is what it is. And sometimes this is what happens, you know, and uh, you just keep going, man. You keep pushing through because you also know the results that people like Nick uh, got from FCM and what he's doing. I'm not taking all the credit from that dude. I mean, the dude is talented as hell. Uh, he's an advanced photo retoucher. You know, that's his background. So like, you know, I'm not, I'm not saying any of that, but I'm saying like, you know, the, the proper mindset and the things that you guys are given in the course, like, I mean, he's absolutely killing the game. You know, Jake absolutely destroying the competition. You know, Brian killing the game. Uh, you know, Sasha, uh, Marietta. I mean, the just list goes on, right? Like another Brian, like there's so many examples. Uh, Dor uh, from Israel, like his grading is so good. Luke, who's just like 19 and can grade anything and everything. Gabi. Uh, you know, working with stock companies like big stock websites and grading a lot of their stuff. So what I'm saying is like people are getting results. Maybe those are the people that you should reach out and ask them, hey, when you took the course and when you started swimming in the Kool-Aid, what was the next step? What was the first win? And how did you get that win? And then try to narrow in on that and try to implement those things. And maybe that's going to get you closer to what you're looking for. Great question, though, bro. Yeah, Euphoria is shot on film. How long have you been grading? I started grading back in 2009, not professionally. I was grading as an editor, uh, but taking it, taking it to the next level, I would take stuff into Final Cut Color or Apple Color, Apple Color, and then I would grade stuff in Apple Color and then got on to Resolve 8. I think that was the first version that was available for mere mortals, you know, and it wasn't a $100,000 system. So I got into that and then, uh, you know, basically the rest is history. The The actual paid color gigs started at 20, the end of 2011. Lots of love. Love you guys back. All right. So somebody just said that, hey, I can't use noise reduction in the free version of Resolve. And I'm telling you guys, I mean, think about how much Premiere charges you. All right. It's over $300 a year. It's a subscription based software. And you usually have to bundle it with another tool. And that's how they can just charge you whatever the hell they want. Um, Final Cut Pro is 300 bucks, 299 uh, for the entire tool, so you don't have to, you know, uh, get in the subscription game. But even then, how much more advanced Resolve is, and the the bang for the buck that you get for Resolve compared to uh, Final Cut 10, it's a no-brainer. 
Like it's just a no brainer. Like you have to purchase the real thing because yes, the restrictions that they put on on the free version kind of makes it sort of like a trial version. Like yes, you can do a lot, but you can't do a lot. You know, so there is that uh, that you can do, but then there is a lot that you cannot do, and you need you know it to like unleash itself and get to the next level. So I would say, listen, if this is your career, think about somebody opening a restaurant. You think they you know they're just given the money and it's free? They have to put out of their pocket, like they have to put their hard-earned money into the business, and then usually what do they say? Like you don't even make your money back sometimes up to five years, you made an investment, you roll the dice, you go in and out like seven days a week, give your 100%, and for one to five years, you don't even make any profit, and then you start you know, making money back. So here you are, you want to make money using Resolve, being a colorist, and you don't even wanna invest $300 into your future. So this is not me like you know trying to put a hammer on you know, down, but I'm just trying to say, you have to make an investment in yourself and buying the paid version of Resolve, it's a no-brainer. All right, guys, this was amazing. I'm about to lose my voice. I gotta drink some water and uh, I'm gonna catch you guys later. This was great. The engagement that you guys bring into this community, uh, I'm forever humbled. I love you guys so much. I mean it. I'm gonna be putting out an epic tutorial tomorrow. So until then, stay engaged. Stay positive, take all the things that I said here, implement them into your lifestyle, bring your wife, your, you know, your, your parents, your family, your friends into the whole gap and gain process and you know, make something beautiful. Until then, peace. Guys, thank you so much for sticking around till the end. Please leave a five-star review and make sure you're following this channel. I will see you in the next episode.